Hello, welcome everyone to the fourth episode of our new podcast about Bible stories as blueprints of the soul. Hello, Etty. Good afternoon, Han Andre. Hello, hello. So today we wanted to talk a bit about something else. We've been starting to uncover a bit the the story of Moses and Egypt. But uh, today we thought we might go back a bit and talk a bit something more general. You um, mentioned something about an alternative creation. I'll just let it stand like this. But um, before we go into that, I would like to ask you, um, I know there is a concept in the... Jewish tradition of this world versus the next world. And before we start to talk about uh, creation or alternative creation or something, maybe we should clarify what is the meaning of this world and what is it in Hebrew? This world is in Hebrew Ha'olam Hazeh. The world of doing, when we do things, when things are happening, taking an action. And the next world, which is Ha'olam Haba, or the other world, is the world which is coming. So how many worlds are there actually? <laughs> many. So you say that there are not just two worlds, but even more. Yes. But um, could you could you maybe define a bit more? Um, I mean, I always try to imagine this: what what they mean in the tradition with uh, this world. Is it is it our physical universe, or or our thoughts, or like where where can we place this? This world is the world of doing, when we do things, when things are happening or taking an action. And the world which is coming, is coming from up, from the spiritual worlds, descending basically. And it comes to each and every one of us into thought. Okay. So... So in a sense, it's not just that the olam haba, the coming world, as it's called in Hebrew, is is something in the future. It is in the future, relatively to this moment of the happening. It is everything is is relative. So, so it is <laughs> futuristic regarding this moment. Because it's the next moment. Right, right. It okay. is the world which is coming, Haolam Haba, the next. So it could be just also the next moment, doesn't have to be something in 1000 years or Sure, so. sure. Okay, w without going too deep into this, I think we could summarize for now that the Olam Hazeh, this world, is just the world where we do things. Yes. Like you say. Yes. But there are also many, many other worlds 
which for now we we group them together under yeah. the coming world and we say this is something that is going on inside of a person yes or uh, there's a kind of access to these other worlds um through the the inner dialogue of a person that we discussed earlier yes okay so this world you wanted to um tell us a story about this world um yes in genesis 36 at, in the middle of the the chapter there is a story about the seven seven kings of edom which are governing one after the other and each one of them is dying does not continue to live and only the the eighth king which is come comes after the the sevens who already died he marries uh, a woman his the name of the eighth king is hadar beauty he marries a woman called Mehetavil, the best of God. And only when he marries her, the world is continuing to exist. Before Hadar, all the, the seven uh, kings of Edom are governing, but they don't manage to, to govern and they die. So when old legend and old Midrash takes this chapter in Genesis 36 and explains why the seven kings of Edom died one after the other. The Midrash says that those kings died because they did not marry a woman. And the Midrash continues and says that regarding those seven kings of Edom, that the God was building worlds and destroys them. And the Midrash, the legend, uses this phrase of seven kings of Edom to explain these old ideas, these old ideas of building and destroying, building and destroying. Okay, so I think the interesting, or the many actually interesting things here, but uh, the main theme perhaps is that there, the world that we know might not be the only one. Yes, of course. So as this legend goes, this, this story, as, as all of the Bible stories go, we can... Um, we can start to think differently by looking at these stories. We can try to imagine or perhaps even experience other realities by looking at these stories. Yes. And this is exactly what this story does. It says there were actually many worlds before this. Yes. So why are there exactly seven worlds before us? What is it with the number seven here? Number seven, as we know um, from our day, from our weekly counting, is the, the seven, seven days of the week. 
the six days of creation of the world and the seven days of resting. Um, in Hebrew, seven, we say Sheva, Sheva. It's very similar uh, world, word to word. <laughs> word, yes, to Teva. Teva is nature. And uh, whatever, what, whatever happens in the nature, in the Teva, is seven. Is the law, um, Teva or nature is the law of the, the physical law of those, of our world. So, so to speak, the, the natural laws of this world. Yes, like gravity, like cold and warm. Like we know from physics or biology lessons, law of nature. Right. Yes, and this is a determined world, the the, the, yeah. the world of seven, the teva, the nature. So, what do you mean exactly with a determined? Um, the law is defined and measured, and we don't have a place to act really upon it at all. So it you're... is already determined. Like you're saying, there's a sense of um, predictability to it. Yes. If if it, a car will drive in a fast speed and uh, will crash into a tree, we know what will happen. It's, it's a law. Or if I um, drop an apple. Yes. Okay. The interesting thing is what happens when we break through the seven. When you rise up above the counting of seven, what, where, where do we go beyond the seven, beyond nature, beyond Teva? Where, where do we reach? And uh, the Judaism says that after seven comes the number eight. In Hebrew, Eight is Shmone, is the same letters of the word Neshama, is soul. After the counting of seven comes the soul, because the soul does not function according to the law of nature. The soul is something, if I may say something, let's say for now, which is behaving beyond the law of nature, do not work on the soul at all. Okay. And this is where we, we reach this chapter 36 in Genesis. This is where the eighth king appears. The name of the eight kings is Hadar, beauty, and the name of his wife is Mehetav El, the best of God. And their marriage or their partner, partnership, a person with his soul, when a soul and a person make a partnership, when the eight and the seven, they make a partnership, the world can exist. Okay. 
the seven early kings of Edom did not marry a wife. They were building worlds according to their thoughts only. And the eighth, eighth king is, is marrying a woman. He, he makes a partnership with the heart because a woman is the heart. And when a person makes a partnership with the heart, he can build everything. This is where, where the soul is engaged, where the heart is. Okay, and so, sorry. Yes, this is, this is the, the story of chapter 36, part of the chapter. So in a, in a sense, perhaps what, what this story is saying, that um, the thoughts, if we, if we look at the, the, the symbol of, of a man as a thought, was not enough to create a stable world? No, not at all. It's definitely not enough. Is is the opposite? Is the best formula of destructing everything? So, um, that, is that perhaps related also to the two trees in the story of the paradise? Yes, definitely, definitely. When yes, a man and uh, his thought only is the tree of knowledge where a man and his wife or his heart is a tree of life, definitely. I, I think that's something which is so difficult to, to frame in a, in a modern language that there might be something more than knowledge, right? Of course Be there is, but we as a plant in this century, it's hard for us to perceive sometimes right because in in a conventional view perhaps going to university becoming a professor or um, a specialist in a kind of field um, it's hard to imagine from a conventional standpoint why um, this could be I want to say problematic or but why this could be limited you're right so, but we, we learn from, from both of these stories the similar theme. Yes. That the thought itself, it, it, it is very powerful, right? It creates the world. world. Yes. It creates the world. Our, our world is an, is an idea even, perhaps we could say. Yes. First of all, in our minds, the, the image that we have of the world like yes. we, we say sometimes, why do you do this? And, and we answer, well, that's just the way the world works. Yes. And so that's this kind of an, an image that, that we have that might or, or might not be so. But the interesting part is when we connect this thought to something else in the eighth day. Yes. It's very interesting if we follow this idea, if we really want to follow why eight. Also, eight is the, is the day when usually Jewish babies have a certain ceremony, uh, which... The circumcision, you mean? Yes. What yes. is called the, the Brit? In the Brit Milah, yes. The covenant yes. of the word, yes. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's something also which we... Maybe we should pause for a second because 
people have many um, emotional reactions to this. Yes, I know. It's very common to... Right. So um, not just also Jewish or non-Jewish, doesn't matter, but, but people can get emotional about this topic. So perhaps it's, it's good to pause for a second and um, to ask, what does this word mean? You already mentioned it. Maybe you could repeat it. What is the word for this procedure on the eighth day? And where else does this appear? We have the term in Hebrew, which is Brit Milah. Brit is like an ally, uh, an agreement, agreement of word between man and God. And it depends on how far we want to go to this explanation of what does it mean. Right, but for example, there are many other or there are many of these covenants or Brits, if I want to add a plural. Yes, yes, there is a, a Brit between or a covenant or agreement between Noah and, and God after the flood that God promises Noah that he will never bring again the flood and the... The agreement will come as a rainbow. Right. Whenever you see the rainbow, this I remember my covenant with you, the agreement, the bridge between me, God, and you, Noah, or human beings. I shall never again bring the flood. Right. So it, it's good to to distance ourselves a bit from the physical action of the, the circumcision. Yes. And instead, look look at the idea of yes. the, the covenant, which yes. is actually behind it. Yes. So why, why on the eighth day? As we said before, when a person, a baby, let's say in this case, um, managed to cross, to live through the seven, seven days, and nights he's transcending to the to the eights to the soul worlds which are far beyond of how lamaze or this world or here and now and they, this is the destination they want to the the meaning is to connect the baby to the upper, to the spiritual, to limit the law of this world and to enter and also to limit the, the individuality in a way and to go into a general because the, wor the world of the soul is a general, a general perception, so not particular, private. But um, we, we spoke before about the, the neshama, the, the term for soul, one of the terms for soul in Hebrew. Um, yeah. Is it that you mentioned uh, a loss of individuality? Is the soul something which has no character or how, how are we supposed to understand this? It's a very good question. A soul is something general. 
the body considered to be, a, a, let's say, a private zone, but the soul, the ability to feel the other, to think of the other, is, is beyond the private existence. So, so in a sense, if I try to, to put these things together, um, it is difficult to think in a more general sense if we're too obsessed with our own private zone. Definitely, definitely so. And this happens on the, on the eighth day. Yes. We have the Brit, the yes. covenant on the eighth day. And in the daylight, not at night, like usually people, may, when they make a wedding ceremony, they do this at night. The Brit is in the day, in the daylight, in the eighth day, the eight illumination. When we count, there are ten spheres, and when we count from down to up, so the eighth sphere is, is the, the mother of understanding, the Bina. So if we count seven days and the eighth one is the mother, is the understanding, we want to connect the baby to understanding, to feel the other in his heart. Right. So we, we could perhaps also ask if we again um, zoom out on the physical aspect of this or the specific cultural concept, um, what does that mean for a person? It's a human being in his daily life. What is what is the connection? Where where is this this covenant? Comes into into being during the daily life. Right. Is to think of a friend and to take care of a friend like he was yourself. So this is where the the old understanding comes from. Yes. Which is also called the, I think, the golden rule in philosophy, right? Yes. You should love your friend as yourself. Yes. If he has a problem, so help. Uh, if he had, let's say, a, a person has a family and his wife goes to hospital to deliver a baby. Usually people come and help him to clean the house and prepare the house for, for the, the mother and the new baby. And they help him if he needs loans or health problems or with the children. There is a, a mutual guarantor in the heart. There is an understanding that I shall be for you or you shall be for me when each one needs the other. Right. But uh, even before it expresses itself in external deeds, um, this covenant is activated within a person, right? All the time. So maybe uh, I try to imagine this um, that... In, in, in the thought process of a person in his daily life, there, there are all kinds of thoughts and feelings all the time, this, this kind of conversation that we are running around with. Sometimes we're aware of it, sometimes not. We already discussed this a bit. So in this conversation, 
there is this decision, perhaps, or the distinction, I should say, between the seventh and the eighth day. Yes, yes. Sometimes, yes, in each and every one of us, with something, let's say, happens, or there's a thought coming, and there's a thought in us, let's say, a right thought, we call it, which says uh, you have to be good, you have to extend yourself, you have to to believe that what this person did or your thought as a person is good, and and then comes another thought and which re rejects this first thought and says no, you have to restrict yourself. No. There's always uh, what we saw once in cartoons: the good angel and the bad angel. <laughs> yes, 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 with a, with wings. But those are it's, it's a good um, it's it's very good. Uh, what do you say? Uh, example of the thoughts which are playing uh, in us all the time, or the feelings that. Right, we all know this, right? It's, yes, yes. It's yes. not. Uh, it's very accurate. Accurate. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but to connect it back to something that you said earlier, to restrict, to circumcise the laws of nature, perhaps. Yes. What what does that mean? Can we can we even understand this cognitively? Can we grasp this somehow, or is it more of an emotion that we just kind of let go of our way of of wanting to fix everything into a strict system of rules? There is, uh, let's say, something in restricting. And li limit, uh, putting a limit to something. It's let's say uh, something maybe simple like uh, a border between two countries. So we know that this is the border be between this country and this country. The law uh, of state A is as it is, the law of state B as it is, and we don't. We don't mix the two. So when we, let's say, limit the power of nature on us, so we, we evacuate more room or more space to, to the soul to, to be active in us. Because once we do not put a limit or to a border to the law of nature, it will eat us. We shall be eaten by right. it. Yes. I think that's also related to the question of, of freedom or the so-called philosophical problem of uh, free choice. Yes. Right, because um, again, from a conventional standpoint, there's this idea of, hey, I want to have my freedom, right? I want to do whatever I want to do. Don't limit me. Don't limit my feelings. Don't limit my self-expression or my opinion. It's, it's, uh, a, yeah. yes, it's a machine with, with a self-destructive button right to behave like this and to think like this as we know with the educating children one of the most or perhaps the most important uh, factor is setting borders for a child it's very important yes it is and not yes to to, to children in the beginning and then also adults we have <laughs> yeah. laws you know here you know yeah you're right yes to help us first of all to to remove from bad first of all and then to do good but first the first step is to restrict 
us from doing bad things. And then we can do good. But we cannot do good before we prevent or limit the bad thing. Okay. Happening. But, yeah. But um, if there is no real freedom in the world of seven, in the world of the natural laws of action and reaction, um, does it mean that? And, and we furthermore, we have to even limit this, like we like you said. Um, does it mean that there is no real freedom? There is freedom, but not as the common understanding what freedom is. Right. Yeah. So maybe we could sketch this out a bit if uh, freedom, let's say, let's call this an, an idea of freedom, an extensive idea of freedom, which is not just based on me expanding uh, my own wishes or my own emotions without borders. Mm -hmm. This um, is not freedom. Exactly. This is the opposite. <laughs> this is a, a slavery to a person's will. Uh, this is slavery of Egypt. So this would mean that the real freedom is exactly the opposite of that. Yes. Yes. Is to limit... I have a basic necessities. Each one has a basic right, necessities right. to take care of those necessities. And this is the limit. And from this, from here on, I, I do for the other. And this is the real freedom. This, this is the real freedom. To be free from, from our own needs. To, to be, to be free from, uh, being obsessions obsessed obsessed, yeah. obsessed all every moment all our, our lifetime with what we need and what we want this is slavery for this is the slavery right so in a sense also it, it doesn't matter perhaps if we're rich or poor or religious or, or not religious everyone has these these thoughts right yes like sure. maybe in some kind of religious institution a person wants to be respected and climb up to the next ladder you know and uh, yes, yes get more respect or something another person wants to have a new car and after the car he, he needs a new car in, in a sense there's there's no end to this and this is true this is where where the where the limitation or the border comes and say okay those are the basic needs. We cover them, and from now on, this is the the space or the the zone of the soul to to be expand. Because the the soul comes from infinity, and it's a long it's a long distance that the soul. Uh, a long distance call. <laughs> yes, that a soul comes from there until here, and uh, if. If we limit our needs, not needs, but how can I explain? We, we, we border what we need. We have more uh, accessibility right. to the infinity. I was just thinking um, when you tell people or when, when people hear this, let's say modern secular people, when, when they hear about these rules of the, the Shabbat, of the uh, day of rest, 
Yes. Um, it's it's very easy for people to make fun of this, whether they're originally Jewish or not, or, or God, God knows what. But um, like, wow, wow, I have to limit myself artificially. Um, but perhaps also this is related to what you've been saying, that on this seventh day or it's 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 the border in the end the end the end and the beginning of a week yes there is a point in this cycle of seven where there has to be made some kind of limitation in, in order to step over into uh, a new modus yes yes right as we said in egypt israel's slaves got a day of rest that they could do better as slaves They could build better for the Pharaoh. But when they go out of Egypt and Moses comes with them to the desert and gives them the, the Torah, there is one of the ten, uh, ten commandments is to keep the Shabbat, not because of you, human, will work better, not because I, you, it's my Shabbat, it's my sabbatical day. Like we say, the light is... Is that does not moving, and I want you to rest like I rest, like I God do not move. So again, we see the the theme of um, limitation, not for the sake of of diminishing a person's freedom. This is it. But to enable it, right? Yes, to feel what I feel. I got. I, I'm resting. I don't do anything. Nothing is lacking because. Every doing comes from a lack. Otherwise, a person would not move his arm. Right. But this, the godly understanding says, once in, in a seventh day, you, it, it's, it's nice. It's not more than nice. It's necessary to feel what I feel. So if you behave like me, you will feel what I feel. Where, where every, everything is existing and we don't need to work for food or for anything because it's there right so i was i was also thinking while you just said that um that in life many times a person doesn't get what he wants right yes so there's a kind of limitation constantly coming up yes so we we usually don't like this right as yeah. as, as people. children as <laughs> 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 right, yes, you see the candy and you want to have it and yeah. you want to eat it, right? Yes. But <laughs> but but in a sense there there are constantly constantly limitations in in the daily life in the in the life of a person throughout the years that that things are not happening the way I want them to happen and we we talked about this last time also. And um, then, then the the conclusion in a person's mind is often ah you know the world it's it's no good. I don't, you know, I don't know who built this world here or whatever, but it doesn't bring me what I want. So it doesn't make any sense. Yes, yes. Right. But um, perhaps you have been hinting at a reason why we don't get what we want. It might destroy us. It's right. very simple. We shall not get anything that has a chance to destroy us. Like we say, the, the reason of, of creating the world is to benefit to, to the people, 
to to every existing life form on the planet only to benefit this is, was the the reason to create the world love in love short. love to 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 give somebody good to to give to love and if something we feel that we we do not uh, get or receive anything it's for our own benefit because otherwise if, if it was good for us we probably would get it it would be coming to us right the, yeah so the basic premise is goodness yes this is why god is good but what what is the difference between god and good is the o right which is hidden so god is good but the other o is hidden the god is always hides from us and we need to to look for him like a zero like is yes right yes it appears as as nothing as but... nothing but in this nothingness because god does not take time or space in this nothingness there's always god wow yeah so i think uh, <laughs> we've we've uh, talked quite about quite a number of things again in this episode today and um, I would also would like to uh, invite listeners to participate in this discussion to to leave comments on our blog or uh, to ask questions and you can find uh, all of the former episodes and uh, the ability to to comment on hebrew.learnoutlive.com and I wish you a beautiful week and Shav a happy day Shavuot tov lekulam v'toda raba bye 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 bye